Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Hi, welcome to this uh, episode of Photo Mission Focus. And you might notice that there's uh, a new guest co-host. Cara Jane from Pixels and Spice Photography is joining me at the desk for the next couple of weeks and she'll be tackling some of the subjects that we'll be talking about while Terry's away interstate. So without further ado, let's welcome Cara Jane to Focus and let's get the conversation started and get this, episode, this week's episode rolling. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. And Cara's joining me again at the desk today. Cara, how are you going? Hi, good, thanks, Stephen. How about yourself? Good. Hey, so I think this one will probably get a lot of people who'll connect with this one. And what we're talking about today is what to do when you lose your mojo. Yeah, well, I think um, Stephen and I were just having a quick chat before the uh, mic started rolling, and we were talking about losing your mojo is uh, not just about you feel uninspired, but it can also be what do you do when you just feel you just feel burnt out? You just feel like it's been go, 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 go. Um, perhaps you've been fantastically popular and busy and tons of business, but suddenly you just, you know, that there could be numerous reasons. It could be family, lifestyle, personal. You just, you just go, well, you know what, enough's enough. I, I need some R&R, which is in any person's daily lifestyle so i think what happens to some cars some photographers if they get into a business where it becomes like a production line mm. and it's a bit like making the big mac <laughs> you're just making lots of big macs every day day in day out day out at some point you'll just won't want to make a big mac again like you just want to walk away and say you know i've done yeah yeah absolutely i think like the way that you put that there if it feels like a, it's a production line and you've lost probably the joy or the reason for why you started doing the photography in the first place. I mean, that, that, that sucks. That's tough. But there's been quite a lot of feedback um, to peer groups that I floated this question with and also um, from myself. I couldn't wait to start talking about this topic because I've been there as well. Um, oh, we've all been there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure everyone, unless you've just picked up your camera today, I'm sure you've been there. You've lost some motivation or you just feel a little bit sort of burnt out. Myself personally, so what happens when I lose my mojo or I need a little bit of something to sort of, you know, pick me up is I just really remind myself of, I guess, the alternatives of if I wasn't in photography, you know, what would I be doing? And I have a, a small photography business, but it's always also just been a hobby of mine for, since I was a kid. So I think if the day were to come that I said to my, my family and friends, oh, that's it. I'm done. I'm, I'm putting my camera but like, down. I think there would sooner be like a zombie apocalypse <laughs> um, than my friends and family assuming that I would ever say that. But look, I like, yeah, I have been there and life's busy and there's a lot of things that come into play um, that could also, you know, stress you out to that point where you sort of look at your photography and you go, oh, that's it. That's, that's the reason why, you know, I'm just stressed or I'm burnt out. Yeah, like as I was saying, I just remind myself why I got into it in the first place. And for me, having had this love of photography, and because I'm really, I'm quite a sentimental person. So since I was little, capturing those moments, and then since I've been running my business and doing uh, some higher studies in it, I just think, well, if I wasn't taking photographs for like personal projects or for business, yep. I don't know what I'd be doing with myself. Like <laughs> all that spare time. All that spare time. What about I... Netflix or? <laughs> oh yeah, there's, yeah. There's, I mean, there's that. I have one of those. I wouldn't say addictive personalities, but I 
I like to be busy. Yep. So I like I do feel guilty if it's eight AM on Saturday and I haven't gotten up and, you know, done at least, you know, five different things already yep. or put the, you know, laundry on sounds really boring. But <laughs> I like to be busy. Um, however, sometimes if I've been doing nothing but editing for weeks and weeks and weeks and, you know, I have a another job on the side as well, the photography. Yeah, you, you just need to walk away. However, yeah, as I say, it would just gonna be the zombie apocalypse that I would say I'm putting my camera down and never returning. Yep. Um, how about yourself? What do you well, think? Well, I think look, there's a couple of things you talked about. It, it, there's nothing wrong with putting a camera down for a mm. period of time. So for pe- people who may have just hit that wall for the first time, so they've got to this point, they've been shooting, they've been really, you know, it's something that sparked joy to their life, and then all of a sudden the joy's gone. Mm. And I think you know you said one thing is. Sometimes you've got to go back to look at why you started. But in the interim while you're doing that, there's nothing wrong with putting the camera down and having that little rest. Mm-hmm. Because let you, you know, regroup, think about the things that like you said, why you originally started shooting. So I think people sometimes worry that if they put the camera down, they may never pick it up again. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, the old adage is if you fall off the horse, you've got to go straight back on the horse. Yeah, yeah. Or if, uh, you know, the hardest part is just starting. That's, yeah. that's how I think about my gym memberships. <laughs> yeah, look, that, <laughs> you that's... You just need that, to start, so... That's, that's right. You, you do need to start. And I think the, the thing is, it's okay to stop. Mm-hmm. And don't be too hard on yourself. Don't give you a timeline and say, well, you know, if I, if I don't start shooting within the next three months again, you know, what's going to happen? But I think for everyone, everyone does go through that. I mean, as photographers, you do have a... You start off with this kind of the passion kicks in and you shoot, shoot, shoot. And it's funny because I've gone through and I listened to a podcast a few weeks ago about the different stages of photographers. Yeah, you start off and you just kind of want to shoot everything, I want to <laughs> be out there all the time. And then, then as you get more confident, you actually shoot less, but you shoot better quality. Mm. So you're you know, you're shooting a smaller number but better quality images. Then you get to the point where some people get to the point where they shoot. They don't shoot a lot because they become really subjective what they're going to shoot. So they really say, you know, why should I do this? I really, if I'm going to shoot it, it's got to be excellent. So they put a very high standard for themselves. But I think, look, one of the things I always say to people, because I do teach photography, and people will come in sometimes and say, you know, look, I used to shoot lots and then my wife bought me this new camera. So I feel like guilty now that I've got this camera and I'm not shooting it. And one of the things I say to people is, when you're trying to get back on the horse is start shooting things that you love. Pick, mm. pick something that you personally have a connection to, maybe a dog, it may be a cat, maybe your kids, it could be your local football team. Mm-hmm. Start shooting that because yeah. that's something that you've got, a, you've got a connection there. Just go and shoot that and not to produce the most amazing images but just shoot it. Yeah, yeah. And quite often that will start, the wheels will start turning. So do the uh, 2,000 photos of my dog on my phone yeah, that's, <laughs> count? That's exactly. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying, you know. And look, if you do, like I said, that's you need some motivation. You need yeah. something to hook you to want to pick the camera up and walk out the door with the camera. Yeah. It's a bit like the gym membership. It can be very difficult to remain focused and motivated, especially like this morning it was quite cold, mm-hmm. right, in Brisbane. So, you know, if you were going to have to head off to the gym, you might roll over in bed and hit the alarm and go, you know what, it can do that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit too cold. But I think look, with photographers, and look, again, it, it's not something that is, you know, like, wow, I've never heard of anyone losing their mojo. What's, what's wrong with you? It's very common. It's more common than most people think. Yeah. And yeah. I think we, we, we were just talking a little bit before we started um, the podcast about 
one of the photographers we had on who who was shooting six days a week, you know, all day, got to a point where it was basically burnt out and just put the camera down and didn't pick it up for nearly three years. Mm. And I think um, that's I mean, that's a good example where you say that um, they were photographing um, in, obviously in a commercial capacity for six days a week, like, you know, 90% of their life was dedicated to the photo um, business. And that does have a massive toll on your personal life. Like I countless hours, countless weekends, you know, I'm up till all hours of the day editing and that has a massive impact on your your personal life and whether that's family or just yourself um, or other commitments. I think to, to get to that point, you do need to reevaluate. Obviously, you know, some people can just keep going and they're, they're never phased, but for those who it does impact, like it is great that you've, you've said that that particular photographer did, did get back on the bandwagon after a couple of years break, but to just reevaluate, obviously, their passion and their lifestyle um, at that point in time was important. A, a few other um, thoughts on this, um, and a few other people have said to me the way that they get their mojo back is around if they're feeling a little bit lost, um, not just reminding themselves, like I uh, mentioned on why did I get into photography in the first place, they'll just shamelessly look through, you know, photography books or Pinterest yes. or, or Google just for inspiration to to look at, you know, what's out there to the art forms. And I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword that sometimes you go, okay, well, I'm going to go out there and I will, you know, go on Pinterest or go on Google or look up my favourite artist or photographer and you think, oh, their work's so amazing, but will I ever be that good? Like it is a double-edged sword of um, of doubt, but if you just have the drive to, you know, go, you know what, I, I know that I am not perfect to begin with, I know that I've got, you know, this level to get to or you know I've got a long way to go or it's my first camera or you know I, I don't know enough about lighting or filters or anything yep. um, yet just um, I think it's important to set yourself little projects so if you do know that and I've done this myself personally um, I've I've uh, looked up some photographs and I was like, okay, well, let's let's deconstruct that photograph. So, what is it of? But what's what else is in the background? How do I think that the photographer created it? I tried to research it if I could, but if if I couldn't physically find a um, write up on how they created it, I tried to set myself the task of figuring it out. And yes, yep. even breaking down the process of not the end to end photograph, but you know, going out and and trying something with filters. Like I, I um admittedly don't have a lot of practice with like ND filters or things like that so try something little still in the photographic field but get confident and then you never know you know oh that might lead to a cool opportunity that you've now got the advice and the um, knowledge to try. Exactly and look what you're saying there is there's one thing I can take away from that is is that sometimes like when you're trying to you know get the spark rekindled Mm. is that you don't necessarily have to take photos as such because you can actually start looking at other people's work and, and start to work out how do they capture mm. that and and take the photograph mentally so you're working for all those pieces and that can be really um, I suppose it can be a it, that can get the creative juices going because what will happen is quite often you'll start to unravel that parcel but then all of a sudden you'll go off and go oh what about oh mm. and that'll give you that spark to get going. But I wanted to touch on something else which has been really detrimental to photographers, particularly if they're mojo, and that's social media. Mm-hmm. Social media can be the biggest joy killer for photographers out <laughs> yeah. there, seriously. And I think sometimes, you know, what you may have to take a break from is not your photography. Maybe you need to turn off social media and don't look at 
what other people are getting on their photos when they put their sunset up and they got 3,000 trillion likes and you put yours up and you got 20 likes. Mm. Because, I mean, that has an impact on everybody. Like it does go, oh, wow, like, people didn't really like that. Yeah, and, and that is absolutely a hard point. And it, obviously it would come down to, you know, did other said photographer have 50,000 followers to your 200? <laughs> a, a visibility um, and an audience um, reach is a big part of it. Like I've got a Facebook business page and I've, I'm trying to learn all the ins and outs of marketing. Um, but yeah, that's actually a really, really good point that it can be quite distressing to figure out, well, what am I doing wrong? And and there's a whole other conversation around social media marketing and photography and people talking about algorithms and so forth. But I think also it's good to have, as far as yeah, another way to get your mojo back is to find like-minded people. And I, I know I've mentioned this in one of my other um podcasts that I've been invited to find like-minded people in in maybe the good online forums that are just a really good community um, who are there for each other who you can share photographs with them without um, judgment you can ask for critique so if you do ask for critique be prepared for honest critique but of course that still doesn't mean that there's room for people just to be nasty about it yes yep but yeah if if you're open to finding, um, you know, support groups where you can maybe take a step back from trying to do something commercially or professionally or, or really putting, you know, 10 times the amount of effort into something that you can just break down, start off in small bite-sized ch- size chunks and get a little bit of praise or support or feedback on that so you feel good about where you're starting then just build it back up again. The thing with the – to always remember about social media is you don't know – what's happening on the other side that mm. there's you know there's things that people can pay yeah. promote there's all range of things that you may not have access to but but can inflate the picture and the other thing is we we all starting to get a, a realization now that quite often other people's lives we see on social media aren't actually real mm. there's a lot of stuff you can do to make someone look really cool and they're getting invited to all these really good places and it may not be the actual truth yeah, yeah, that's um, it is a sad reality of social media that um, there's a lot of fakery yes. out there, um, or people that just inflate yeah, how amazing life is, and, and often it's not. Yes, so I think a couple of things you do is if at that point where you're kind of now struggling to pick the camera up, maybe start making some adjustments. Maybe one is is to disconnect from social media, engage in something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. You talked about finding the right people and there's a there's a phrase around the moment about finding your tribe Mm, yeah and it is so true for photographers if you can find your tribe and they're people that you can either pick up the phone or you can send a message to and you can just run an idea past and and get a kind of honest Mm. you know an honest feedback from them those people will pick you up they'll actually help you kind of get back up on the horse again yeah, absolutely. And uh, I touched on before, there is a, you know, a little bit of negativity out there, but honestly, they're, they're the minor percentile of, of people out there. Um, and it doesn't even have to be um, online groups. Uh, get to know social photo walk groups in your area or, I don't know, there could be something uh, with a school or a club yeah. or you might know a friend and just, you know, the two of you go out for a day on a bushwalk. One of my friends did say to me once that she'll try to set herself challenges like she'll just go for a bushwalk and just take one lens that she wouldn't normally use but force herself to try and get creative. And it's just those little 
like still still focusing on your photography but just those little challenges to put yourself outside of the box but you know saying well i haven't given up completely yes um but as as we talked about that um the commercial photographer at the start that it, it is okay and sometimes it is needed for personal reasons or family reasons to give yourself a break but if you're just in a lull and you you know that you want to get back into it then there's plenty of other alternatives like i, I love to read i'm an absolute history nerd yes. so i love reading all of my um historical fictions and i'll have a photography book next to me and a history book next to me and to be honest i'll probably pick up the history book but it gives me that break between what i do as a passion and as a job and also what i do for my personal well-being and rejuvenation yes that's it like i said and look there's no one size fits all solution mm. to this everyone's going to be a little bit different but I mean, the main thing is like it's not uncommon, and mm-hmm. it happens not just in not just in um, photographers. Mm-hmm. Um, on a previous podcast, we were talking about was photography art. Artists hit the same thing where they're drawing and their art. They just hit the wall. They can't pick the paintbrush up. They just don't have that. You know, the motivation's gone. They need to do something to to regenerate it. And for each of us, it's something. It's kind of like a bit of a you know self discovery journey. You have to go on yourself to discover what it is. For you, like you said, it might be picking up a history book and reading history and then, yeah. you know, that kind of gets you to a place and then you might go, oh, well, I, want, I want to go out and create some photographs now. Yeah, yeah, sort of find, find your happy place, sort of find, find little things that, yeah, that just pick you up and offer you the alternative. I was reading somewhere that a friend said, is it Robert McKee, said that the best cure for writer's block, so another creative, is to go to a library. Yes. So um, take yourself off to an art museum or an art gallery and, you know, just just admire all the kooky, funky things at, you know, Goma. Just get out and about, you know, take yourself a picnic and have a picnic afterwards or before. Um, So I think just immersing yourself in the culture as well, if you'd prefer to do that or if you just need a complete break, just, yeah, take yourself off on a a mini bushwalk and do something different but I think addressing personal well-being and mental health and particularly those of us that spend hour upon hour editing in a dark studio it's really important to keep in mind the outside and real world yes and I think that's one of the, that's one of the challenges for photography photography can be that um, point where you when you're out doing the photography part you're on a bit of a high mm. and then when you come back and you sit down and it's all quiet and you're editing the images you know, it's, it's again, it's one of those things that sometimes you need to be mindful of, mm. of, of you know, taking a break or... Yeah. Or take, but I think one of the biggest problems as photographers is we're our own worst enemies. We put this bar so mm. high sometimes that it's probably not really achievable. And I know I've done that myself where I've kind of thought, no, I have to do this. I have to produce some images. And I've set that. No one else has set it. Yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes it can be unrealistic. And when you fail that can be detrimental yeah and like it, there's absolutely nothing wrong either with having set the bar high for yourself it is it is good to have goals but i think just you need a little bit of self-love and to also remind yourself that everyone is on a learning journey you know whether you've been doing this for one year or 10 years um you, you will continue also to learn and to to fail at the same time like it, most environments should be safe to fail yes um yep. unless you know you're an engineer or something working in a bridge then do not fail yes do not but, fail. <laughs> but it is it should be a safe to fail environment the creative industries and absolutely have those goals for yourself but give yourself a break yes it was interesting there's one of those things and you see these um shows about decluttering your life and a lot of mm. people you know have a and i know you said you're quite nostalgic so you probably like hang on to things but 
some things, <laughs> some some people um, you know, have to go through this process sometimes where they have to declutter. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. There's this thing at the moment saying, you know, if it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I kind of can connect that to the photography thing as well. Yeah. You know, so if there's something, an element about your photography that's not sparking joy, move on to something else, try something else. Yeah. So find that new, find your new tribe. There's plenty of meetups mm-hmm. and, and different things where you can get face-to-face. The other thing is, and, and again, it's trying to find the right fit, but there's a lot of camera clubs out there. Yeah. I so for some that. people, that's, that's, that's a, a way to get back on the horse. Is and and they're not all not all camera clubs are the same. There's a lot of really really good camera clubs that people do um, really enjoy. There's others that can be quite competitive. So if you find a camera club that's a bit more kind of laid back, that could be a way to kind of spark it up again. And absolutely, yeah. Like I personally, um, prior to starting my uh, uni course, I only knew probably two people in my entire personal social network who were even interested in photography and you know couldn't couldn't um you know sort of bang on their door every single weekend to say hey let's go hang out um we have you know caught up a couple of times but it is it is good i suppose if you can push yourself out of that comfort zone a little bit and i've said before that i'm quite an introverted person by nature but if you are all in the same um boat and there's uh all different ages and demographics of, of individuals who go to these camera clubs and if you can take a friend if you're a little bit nervous um, of you know going by yourself of course but yeah pop yourself out there and if everyone's just out to have a good time and these um, photo walks that I've done like I've done one um, or a couple of them but one through the botanical gardens in Brisbane and people are just taking photographs of you know plants flowers um the bicycles things like that but then i've done other ones where we've done photo walks through the city and it's been all about the architecture and the sculptures and it was just totally casual and the the more knowledgeable members of the group offered their advice but there was complete newbies to people that just had been you know brought a camera to those that wanted to go along to be the professionals to offer their advice everyone's there for the right reason yes and i think one of the, one of the points that we must touch on before we wind this this um, particular episode up is some for some photographers they don't have the, the joy of being in a major city mm. so they don't have the joy of maybe having a camera club around the corner or a bunch of other photographers that they can go and hook up with and shoot. They could be living, you know, out west on a farm but really enjoy photography. There is some really great online forums. So that's, you know, if you can't physically get in front of people, seek out some of these forums. And I know, you know, there's a forum that that you regularly follow as well and one that I regularly follow, which is done by Canon, called Mm -hmm. the Canon Collective. And there's some great conversations and, and a lot of those people who are, being able to contribute and get value from that don't live in the major cities they're actually Mm. away from it but this is their connection to their tribe yeah so it doesn't have to be that physical one-on-one interaction it can be online but again you have to find that right fit for Mm. you yeah yeah and if there are any listeners that do have a gorgeous farm like out in the middle of the outback that want a group of photographers yeah, to come to their us, place. invite us all out. Oh, that would be amazing. I would really be keen to learn some astrophotography. So yeah, if anyone's yeah. out there, the outback's the place. Yeah, it, it is, and all that old <laughs> discarded farm equipment and yeah, those old sheds and yeah. all that all, all conjures up fantastic images. Well, thanks, Cara. I think, look, hopefully there have been some things in there that if you have lost your mojo or you're finding that it's getting difficult to shoot, 
that you can maybe try a couple of those things and hopefully get you back on the horse and uh, shooting again. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, drop us a comment. And um, thanks for chatting, Cara. Thanks, Stephen. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.